Welcome to Echo Sunday Service. We love that you're here with us today. Echo is so excited to do our very first baptism on August 30th in the evening. If you are new to your faith, one of the first things Jesus teaches us is to be baptized. If you are wanting to take that next step in your faith, message us and we'll get you all the info. Last Saturday, we were able to give three thousand pounds of meat and cheese to our Rochester community. One thousand pounds went to Minnesota Teen Challenge and the remainder to social workers to give to those in need. A big thank you to our team, your generosity, and for serving our city. We know this is a difficult time for many of you as we wait to get in a location. As we continue to knock on all the doors and explore all the options, we encourage you, have watch parties in your home. If you need help getting connected, don't hesitate to reach out. Experiencing a Sunday service with community is essential. Today we get to hear a powerful message about purpose from one of our fearless leaders. This woman pours her heart into every person she meets. She speaks out potential and encourages those around her to dream big and make it happen. I can't think of a better person to talk to you today about purpose. Our very own Pastor Christy. If you're new to Echo Sunday service, expect it to last just under 40 minutes. We'll start with the Echo Band, hear a message from Christy, and we'll take a moment of reflection. We'll wrap up hearing closing thoughts. Lastly, let us know how we can pray for you. Comment on this video or email us your prayer requests. Let's do this together. Greetings, Echo. We are so glad that you're here with us today. We acknowledge that everybody is scattered, but this moment is a moment where we gather. And this is not a form of entertainment, but I believe it's an invitation to allow God, allow God to enter into your homes, your cars, maybe you're even laying in bed, laying in bed somewhere. Uh, and I just hope and I pray that you posture yourself, you limit distractions and allow the Holy Spirit, allow Jesus to enter into your room. As, as we enter into worship, I just want to read a scripture from John, John 16, 33. It says, I have said these things so that you would be united with me and that you might have peace. In this world, you will have troubles, but be brave. And here's the good part, because I have conquered the world. I truly believe that we're in a time where we're moving forward and God is doing a work and that we can walk with assurance because Jesus is the victor. That God is building our life and he is making our foundation strong so we can brave the world in front of us. Let me pray for you this morning. Jesus, I ask that you would bring peace as you promised you would just build in our hearts and our soul this brave perspective that we might be able to walk into our world with a smile on our face, with joy in our step, because you are there with us. In Jesus' name, amen.
sing And worthy of all the praise we could ever bring And worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you
What up, Echo? I'm here today sitting in my salon, which happens to be in our house. I have been doing hair for over 17 years, and when I sit in this space with you today, I am reminded of so many things. It reminds me of the people that walk in the doors, the hair that I get to do, the relationships that I have built, and just being a daymaker is something that I have really taken heart and taken very seriously over the years. It's who I've become. And when I'm behind that chair, I feel like I come alive. Back in March, I was at a position where I had to pivot. I was told I had to shut down my salon. And at the time, I thought it would maybe be a week or two weeks tops. Well, it turned into days and then weeks and then months. It was the first time in my career where I closed the doors and did not do people's hair for almost four months. And in that time, I realized how much I missed it. With the salon closing during this season of COVID-19, I chose to use my rest time, my winter season, to evaluate, to look at the things in my life and to look within on what my true purpose was. See, being a hairstylist is a lot more than just doing hair. So I just wanted to share a little bit about that with you today. And here at Echo, we always try to be practical. So I thought I would share a tip or two with you and communicate maybe a few things, what to do or what not to do. Over the years, I've had some pretty crazy requests when people come in my doors. One tip that I have for you is when you are sitting in a hairstylist chair and you are talking about the hair color that you want, stick to human hair as visuals. 
My craziest request I ever got was I had someone bring in a brown paper bag from a grocery store and say they wanted their hair color that color. Let's just say this, us hairstylists, we can, we get it, but like show us some real hair. Another one is I have gotten the opportunity to cut off some really wicked mullets. I've had mullets down to here with the shave and that has been a great pleasure. So when you have an opportunity for a big change like that, let your hairstylist do it. One of my favorite people in the Bible is Paul. Paul is the author in a lot of the books. And one of my favorite things about him is that he wrote about real experiences and he brought us into the pain and he brought us into his circumstance and his situation. One book that Paul wrote that I love to look at is the book of Philippians. Paul was in a horrible prison cell and he still did not lose sight of his mission. You see, he was put into prison and still found joy, still found purpose, his purpose. He did not lose his sense of direction. He had to hit pause on what he thought his life was gonna look like, but he still allowed God to speak to him and he looked within and looked at the details. And I think a lot of times, right, especially in times like right now, that that is a challenge for us to not lose sight into your mission or your purpose, to care about the details, to care about people, to listen to what God is saying, to listen to what people are saying, and to truly love people because everyone is important. I have in return been reminded of my bigger purpose again. You see, I, when COVID started, was contemplating, do I close my doors permanently? Do I say no to this chapter and just focus on my family and focus on Echo? But I was reminded of my purpose. When things happen in order or a way that you did not plan, how do you respond? What is God trying to teach you? I'd love to read to you in chapter four, verses six and seven, it says these words. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness and everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. I don't know about you, but when you read these words, do you feel calm? Are you allowing God to settle you down? Are you allowing him to just take over your life and show you what true wholeness is. You see, God is the author and the creator to take all of our pieces and to make it whole again. And it's wonderful when that happens. It goes on to say this, it says, it's wonderful and when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. You see, God can do amazing things. And for me, when I was in this season, and I have been in this season, I started asking myself some big questions. And I learned that and was reminded that I wanna be a leader that does not drift from my mission. 2020 has brought on so many distractions, excuses, and reasons to quit. And one thing that I have learned is that strong leaders, the leader that I wanna be, stays focused, and we continue to fight. Focusing on why we started and not forgetting it when times get tough or hard. And fighting for the cause and to come prepared. 
to look at every single day as a new opportunity. Living for Jesus does not spare us from sleepless nights, unjust circumstances, or valley seasons. This season has been dark, but there is a light flickering. Let's be people who chase that light. I love what it goes on to say in verses 8 and 9. It says this, I'd say you'll be best by filling your minds and meditating on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, and gracious. I mean, can I just pause right there? Can you imagine if we started allowing our minds to fill with those things in replacement of the other things? And then it says the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise and not things to curse. Put into practice what you have learned from me. So you see, God wants us to be students of him every single day. Not sometimes, not only when life's doing, you know, things that we want it to do, but when it's consistent is when we start seeing change. It says, put into practice what you learned from me. Do not forget that. What you heard and saw and realized, do that. And God who makes everything work together will work for you into, work you into the most excellent harmonies. I, the one thing that stood out to me when I was reading that is that he tells us to put it into practice, what we learned and what we heard and what we saw. I think a lot of times we can minimize the lessons or we can downplay what he's saying. If you look at the book of Philippians, you learn that Paul is going through this journey and allowing us in on it. He's talking about how to pray when times are hard, what it looks like to have joy, what it looks like to love people, and most importantly, what it looks like to be a Christian and to be a Christ follower. And if we can be reminded today, like I said earlier, is let's stay on mission. Let's not allow ourselves to give up. Let's stay connected to our calling, asking God what your calling is. Paul uses his location as a platform to accomplish the mission. Let me say that again. Paul uses his location as a platform to accomplish the mission, even in prison, even during COVID-19, even in the worst of times, if this is your worst of times. How does that interlace with you? How does that interlace with me? You see, I have been tempted during this season to hit pause, to say, I'll start up again when things get back to normal. Or when I have more answers to these questions, I'll reevaluate. But that's not what God's telling us to do today. There's a scripture in the book of Psalms in chapter 94, verse 15, that I want to read to you. And it says, God will never walk away from his people, never desert his precious people. Rest assured that justice is on its way and every good heart put right. God is not walking away from you right now and he's not walking away from me. Some questions to ask yourself if you're like me is, ask yourself, what's a dream that I've put on the back burner? Or what's a dream that I may have more time to focus on right now because I have more time? What's keeping you up at night? 
and where maybe you're tossing and turning and you can't shut that thing off. What do you, what can you do about the now in which you are living with the lack of knowing, the unknown, the season, the timeline? What will your outcome be if you chased that? I heard a quote last week that stopped me in my tracks and I've written it in my phone, I've written it in my journal, I've talked about it and it says this, don't let 2020 be a wasted year, yet allow it to be a wilderness year. Amen. What you experience in the wilderness doesn't need to be wasted. What have I learned in the wilderness? Well, I've learned a lot of things in the wilderness. I feel like the past three years have honestly been the wilderness. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned about things that I need to work on. I've learned what real ministry looks like by just loving people, that we don't need to be in the church walls to show up for each other. I've learned and been stretched and to be a better mom, be a better wife. And one thing that I've looked back on is I learned that I love doing hair and it's more than hair and it is my mission and my purpose. There's something so powerful is when people walk in my salon, they sit in my chair, I take that deep breath and they give me the next two hours. Yes, I'm giving them a haircut and I'm coloring their hair, but to me, it's I want them to be able to hit pause and to feel refreshed and renewed and for me just to love them for that two hours. So what is a skill or a talent that you have that you could use for something bigger than just you? Or maybe you just downplay it. Well, I'm just good at that or I went to school for that. Let's push those things beyond the job. Are you working on your purpose in this season or are you hitting pause, stop, or even walking away from something saying I'm done with it because it's not turning out how I want it to be? Allow your purpose to work on you. Heartaches can either mold us into confident worshipers or defensive doubters. I heard that quote this past week when I was journaling and in uh, devotion time with God. And I love that because for me, I don't want to be a defensive doubter. I want to be a confident worshiper of Jesus Christ because the shape we choose depends on where we go to take refuge, to renew, to rest, to trust. That is what faith is. One thing God promises us is that he will bring purpose in every circumstance, in every season. When we have purpose, it affects everything around us. Joy can come through the pain, through the trails, the detours. It can come through the hard times that we have, maybe our lowest valley season. In Romans 8, 28, it says, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So cling to that today. And do not forget. And one thing I'd love to challenge you is to speak directly to your purpose. And guess what? Our words are powerful. So they can carry our true heart and our attitude. And I want to leave you with these last words that I read from John Maxwell. John Maxwell is a brilliant man who is the leadership training master. He teaches all every single day. And I love this reminder that he says, a purpose will motivate you. A purpose will then keep your priorities straight. A purpose will develop our potential. And a purpose will give you power 
to live in the present. And lastly, a purpose will help you evaluate our progress because we are called to be students every single day. I want to reiterate to you today that you have a purpose. I'm not sure where you're watching this. I'm not sure where you might be listening. You might be in your home. Uh, you might be in your car. You might be with a few people or you just might be simply alone. I want to tell you once again that you have a purpose. And I believe that we and I and you and us, we all have a purpose because we have been made in the image of God and that you matter and that you can make a difference. Do you believe it? I mean, let that settle in just for a moment. See, I think naturally in stressful times and pressurized scenarios, it's hard to believe that God cares. That he has a purpose and that God considers us an image of him. I think of a, a, a lady, her name's Corey Ten Boom, who, who navigated through extreme hardship. See, she was a Dutch Christian who lived during World War II and helped Jews escape from the Nazis, who eventually found herself and her family in a concentration camp and prison, who eventually experienced her sisters dying there, and then eventually, by the hand of God, by a miracle, was released from prison. And later on in life, she's quoted in saying this, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. I mean, that is intense. Someone who experienced a scenario way more pressurized than we have ever experienced is, it was, is, would tell us today, if she was alive, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. And, and more importantly, this is the truth. Acts 17 says this, God did this, that people would look for him. See, God positioned us in, in our world, in our current situation. <clears throat> See, he did this so that the people would look for him and perhaps reach out and find him, although, in fact, he is not far from each one of us. <laughs> Man, that is so promising. Man, that just builds my spirit, and I hope it builds yours. And in verse 28, it says this, For in him we live and move and exist. Indeed, as some of the poets among you have said this, we are actually his children. Man, honestly, I believe that as children of God, our purpose is to adopt God's characteristics. That that's the first step into the rest of our life, into that relationship with God, is that we are to begin to carry His image to the world around us. As Christy had read in Philippians, uh, she had read some of the characteristics that God has. And, and, and it says it in, in light of this, is meditating on things that are true, that are noble, that are reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. Think about the things that are best, things that are beautiful, things that are praiseworthy, and things that are not of a curse. See, you can read in that simple statement in Scripture that God is gracious, that God is loving, that God is true, and, and that, that today I believe 
God wants to begin to transplant those things in our hearts and our minds so that we might bear his image better. And I believe this isn't something that we can do ourselves. This is not anything you can do yourself. I believe this is something we can do because we are in a relationship with God. Let me say it like this. I believe we can bear the image. We can reflect the image of God because we are in proximity to God, our Father. See, I just want to remind you today, and for those that are listening that don't have a relationship God, this, with God or this is something simply new, I want to remind you also, or I want to tell you that God desires to have a relationship with you. He is calling you by name, and you have an opportunity to know God. And what we find in the Bible is this, is it all starts with surrender. God is knocking on your door, and he's asking this, will you let him in your life? And we believe to open that door, it just simply starts with a prayer. And we would like to invite you, no matter if you're starting your faith or you're just reiterating what you believe or restarting this faith journey, to pray this along with us today. Would you? Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and Jesus' authority. Amen. Jesus, we come to you, and I thank you for stopping us today. I thank you for the lessons that you are teaching us in 2020. And I pray for those that are listening, that you will speak to them. I pray for their purpose. And I pray for you to remind them of that. And sometimes, Lord, our purpose can shift and sometimes it can grow. I pray for people to come alive in this season. I pray for you to breathe life into our dry and weary bones. I pray for us to cling to your truth. And I pray right now that we use this time, use this season for something bigger than we, we ever anticipated it could be. In your name, amen. Pulling me on away, pulling me closer. You're pulling me on away, you're pulling me closer. Taking me deeper, Father, you're pulling me on away, taking me deeper, you're pulling me closer, Father, into your love, into your grace. Taking us farther into your love, into your grace, pulling us farther, taking us deeper. Yeah. 
If you prayed that prayer of surrender with Pastor Andy during the end of the message this week, maybe for the first time or the first time in a long time, would you text the word rescued to 97,000? We want to connect with you and help guide you in the next steps of your faith journey. Echo Fam, we are getting more and more confident that we will be meeting in September. There are still details that need to be ironed out, but it's looking good. Would you guys continue to pray for that short-term peace and also the long-term peace? We will be in a temporary space for now, but we are believing for that permanent space. At Echo, you can give two ways. You can text the number below or you can go to our website. If you're able and you have the means, would you continue to be generous, continue to give, and see God move? On the other hand, if you don't or you have a need, don't hesitate to reach out. We're here to support you and encourage you. Pastor Christie had some really good thoughts today. I love the idea of our location being our platform, where we're at. Now, I used to think that it was the pastor's job to do the ministry. But all of us have this influence, right? All of us have this circle around us. Maybe we want to be a little more open to the opportunities where we can show God's love and God's grace in our everyday lives. Be encouraged, friends. Echo, you are awesome. Be kind and have a great week.